Welcome to the Business Diaries podcast, where we uncover the stories that shaped the business owner. Brought to you by Lisa Settle and Isla O'Hara. Welcome to the Business Diaries podcast. My name is Lisa Settle. And my name is Isla O'Hara. And we'll be your hosts for today. The Business Diaries is a storytelling platform for businessmen and women to share their stories. We hear about the stories that have made an impact in their lives and how it's led them to where they are today. We also get to hear about the challenges and the opportunities that often pop up along the way, which makes for very interesting discussions. And, you know, hearing these experiences from different business owners is always useful, and quite often valuable when it comes to your own decision making um, in business. Recently, I was reminded that in order to achieve success, ultimately, you have to walk your own path and to become the shepherd, not the sheep. And that's in all aspects of life, really, not just business. And the person that reminded me of that happens to be our guest today. So Isla, over to you to tell us some more. Thank you, Lisa. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Amber Carley to the Business Diaries. Welcome, Amber. Morning, Amber. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs) Amber Carley is a fifth generation tantric, a Vedic tantric healer, coach, mentor, and priestess from India. Amber specializes in clearing energetic blocks, karma, emotional trauma, and mental obstacles in an all-round Vedic Tantra energetic cleansing therapy. She is a master of energy flow and intuitively directs energy with a skill developed from a study of ancient Eastern Vedic Tantric spiritual practices. I can't wait for us to hear your story, Amber, and for our discussion afterwards. So I'm going to hand over to you if you're ready. Namaste to everyone. I'm Amber Kali. I want to share a little story of who I am and where I come from and where I am today. It was 6 a.m. in the morning. I was holding my little baby who was just six months old. And I am walking out of this marriage, which was massively disruptive and toxic. I could not take it anymore, where I was living in a joint family of eight, in-laws, brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, their children, etc., where I did not even have my own bedroom or any kind of privacy at all, where everything was my fault, and on top of it, I had to put up with my ex-external marital affairs just because I'm a female. I said, no, this is not what I want or for my daughter. And I had a choice at that moment of time, either to live my life by taking the challenge that society would put me under just because I'm a female, which is very deadly, or commit a suicide along with my daughter. Being a fifth-generation tantric, I told myself, we have to die one day anyway. So why don't you live and take the challenge and move forward in life and make that life you want? I always saw that this little child who was in my arms is going to this new world where she is surrounded by the beautiful foreign children and happily going to the school making her bright future. 
but at that moment it was almost impossible because i come from a very small village where you hardly had any internet connection and at that situation in that moment i had only what you call 5 pounds in my currency it was just 50 rupees and for me to have a, such a big dream is almost impossible because no money no qualification no support or even if i share with someone i'll be called mad or a fool but here i start my journey with the belief and trust and that leap of faith in invisible and i took my first step and went to my parents they were shocked to see me come in my nightdress along with my child and no luggage they read the situation and supported my decision but then said this path is going to be tough and deadly society won't leave you and i said as long as you support me i can walk my path and get to the other side no matter what they said yes we can whatever we can one needs to remember no one can walk for you you need to walk your path your way yes it is not easy but not impossible either my journey started from there i had to face a lot of challenges as a single mother by the society and by my own extended family including my own brother as i was abandoned by them and i was called the disgrace to the family but none of this could stop me from walking my path i was enjoying every step of the process went into deep my tantric practices where i know that my divine mother will always support me i then manifested this amazing man by doing all my tantric rituals that are being taught by my gurus and then i came to this beautiful country called england and here the whole world is very new to me i didn't even know how to open or lock the doors and windows it took 6 months for me to figure out how to open a window because there is a button that you need to press so it opens and nobody taught me as my husband was a busy doctor and can you imagine a person who doesn't even know how to open or lock the doors as it was all new system could start a business here i come i was a full time carer for my mother in law who was bedridden on dialysis with paralysis and initial stages of dementia and i know at this moment i need to give her quality care not quantity care and that is where i asked her is it okay if i start my own business from home so that i can give you the best quality care possible because i know if i'm too focused around you i can't give you the best care because my mental health will deteriorate and this amazing beautiful lady said yes but as normal as it could be when i shared with my husband he asked me top 3 questions whom do you know where will you get your clients from who is there to recommend you you don't even know or have two people that can talk about you because you have just arrived in this country and you don't even know your own neighbors nor you can speak english properly nor a permanent visa 
on which basis are you saying this? And my answer was, yes, whatever you said is correct. I understand. But I know the universe and the divine mother that always supports me and guides me in the process of life. And I want to live now. I have the trust and faith in my visions, else I wouldn't be here where I am today. He had nothing to say, but was a bit hesitant. Then he went to his mother and discussed, and his mother said, I believe her, I trust her, go forward. He's a mommy's boy, you see, and he did say yes. She is the woman that is the backbone of my business and my daughter's future today. Because we always know how the women can support other women and can be a real pleasure. I just wanted to let you know, when I started my business, all I knew was to take that leap of faith in the invisible and trust the process in setting up my business. Due to the questions asked by my husband, my confidence was so much that my target was £5 a month. Because these questions are very true and nothing wrong. And this is how the society will ask you too. But what you believe matters. And today my turnover is in thousands. I could not believe how far I have come within the short stay in the UK. I only know this was possible because of that leap of faith and trust that I had in my visions and that I believed wherever I start, I will move forward and grow and heal the wound part of myself. A lot of people feel stuck at some point in their business journey and feel like giving up because they just started copying someone, thought if I do the similar business as him or her, I will also get the same results. But no, excuse me, they have gone through a lot to get where they are today. Are you ready to take the pain will be my first question. Are you ready to invest in yourself to restructure your programming in your brain and belief system so that you can receive what you are entitled to? Are you willing to do whatever it takes to believe in yourself? And my answer was yes. Business is a beautiful process of self-development. It helps you grow a lot and break limiting beliefs around abundance of health, wealth and love. It helps you break the generational trauma of not having enough money, food, relationship, not being good enough or not being worthy enough, which might be not yours, but your ancestors. Most people say money is evil. I would say, is it really? Because it doesn't matter what people say. It matters what you believe. Well, thank you, Amber. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, you, you're right. You've you've come a, a long, long way, haven't you? Uh, you've you've been in England now for six years, and life has changed massively for you. Um, you were so determined to escape that traumatic life. It, it's amazing. What I'm assuming, though, is that life wasn't always traumatic. Um, what was it like growing up as a child? Did you come from a happy family? Tell us about that. Oh, as a child, I was a very chubby, bubbly, happy-going 
child and I was the eldest daughter uh, in my family. And it's a very small family, my mom, my dad and my brother and me. And uh, we really had an amazing life. And we always went like every six months, my dad used to take us on holidays and a beautiful process into the like different spiritual places that he always wanted to love to visit. And yeah, I had an amazing childhood because I would get whatever I ask from my parents. It's like never a no, because I was the most lovable child. And I was always daring and dashing because I would never take anybody's opinions on me because I was very fat. And I was like, you know, when I went for, when I, my mother used to take me for shopping in my village, there was no shop that could get me a dress and I wouldn't give up my hopes. Then I would ask my mom to take me to the tailor and get the design I want. I was that stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine it. So, you know, so life was fine. It was just up until that, that time that you got married, that things went the wrong way. Yeah, things went wrong way, but I, I, I don't regret it because that made me who I am today. I would like to see the positive side of everything in life. Mm. Absolutely. I'm interested in the teachings that you said that surrounded you growing up. Um, in your story and in our previous discussions, you've described yourself as a fifth generation goddess and that you grew up surrounded by gurus. That's hard for us to imagine. How, who was your guru and, and how, how was this teaching passed on to you as a child? The first guru was my father. Uh, he had the, all the rights that we need to have as a tantric. And he used to teach me right from the childhood. It's, it's a kind of the way that we grew up. It's very natural for us. We, we have a systematic life. Like you wake up at five o'clock, you have dinacharya. That means like a daily routine that you take a bath where you apply specific oil onto the body, massage it. Like it was all like a play. It wasn't put a pressure on me or something. Enjoying your body, touching your body in a nice way and worshipping it as a temple because they always taught us the soul is the real God. And you are product of the higher source. You call it divine mother. You call it universe. But you have come here to play a magical role for a certain limited time. And for that, you have to understand your body because you are choosing this body to live in this body because it is programmed in such a way that it can trick you. So there it starts like. Every morning you have this ritual with your body and then you go like a little play, go into this uh, temple, like little temple that we used to have and do puja, worship as if you're worshipping your own self. And slowly my dad used to introduce mantras, how to pronounce them. It was all like a really child, uh, child and father's time mostly. And my mother used to cook this prasad. Prasad means the divine offering of food to the God. So as a child, mm. I always used to be curious <laughs> to wait. What am I going to get today? <laughs> so it, it, I was just going to say, it, it sounds so wonderful. And I think that in the Western world, we have so many misconceptions around Tantra and 
and what it means. And I think, you know, many of us will immediately jump to the thought of sort of, you know, tantra sex, maybe the kinky side of it. So can you explain to us, well, can you banish some of these misconceptions and sort of set the record straight? Yes. Uh, as I said, my dad was my guru. So, you know, the relationship is so powerful. And you can understand by that instant, like a dad would never, uh, you know, most of the time in India, I'm not talking about the other world, they will not ever misbehave with their own daughters. So it's the teaching is that, yes, we are all a product of the sacred energy experience, so-called sex. But if you can only see in that way, how beautiful it is because you have to get in touch with your body. You have to understand your body. And it is normal to feel the sensations because it is the kundalini energy that keeps the shakti flowing in your body. So every eyebrow raised, I would say, think about how your body is reacting when you hear this word. If there is a tingling sensation, then you need to get in touch to manifest what you want in your life right now using your body. Interesting. Mm, I, just, yeah. I, find it so, <laughs> I find it so fascinating. And, and I find that it's, in a way, I have this feeling of huge disappointment for like on behalf of the Western world, which sounds amazingly grand, that you have this ancient ancient knowledge that is passed down from generations that we just really don't understand it i think at all no, i agree i agree yeah it's it's we, ju we we're just thinking on the surface aren't we we're, there, there's just so much more that we don't know and don't understand and I, I i'm really fascinated by the subject of the generational trauma which is what you do your 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 skill um and what you help people with and i think that that's something we really underestimate um, you know, the power of what's gone before us and how that can manifest itself in, in our future generations. So, you know, so, for example, someone who's had a, a, a first-hand experience in the war, something really horrific that's affected them really badly, as unknowingly they can pass that on, those traumatic effects to their grandchildren, can't they? And, you know... Yes, the, the compulsory, and it is like inevitable. They will pass down if they are not aware. That is the programming that your DNA had, and that is what the genetics are being uh, passed down to you. It's like the genealogical limiting beliefs that you wouldn't have enough money, you wouldn't have enough food, you wouldn't have a right relationship, which then leads to toxic relationship or, you know, ex exclusively thinking about money is like very hard. So I have to save, I can't, you know, really enjoy my life. Or you can be e eating in such a way that you don't even understand why you're eating. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, money is a really good example because it doesn't have to be, a, you know, something awful like the war. It could be literally that there was, you know, not enough money. Well, that is traumatic, but there was not enough money around and that you would always put your children first. So, you you know, you would never spend money on yourself. You would never allow yourself a little luxury. And that can pass down so very easily. And that whole relationship with money can be quite, um, toxic as that gets passed down, can't it? So well, what other ways, Amber, are there that, you know, perhaps things were likely to show up in the generations down the line? What sort of, 
I mean, I'm thinking probably anxiety, but, you know, what, what other things do you see? Anxiety, stress, and committing in a relationship of feeling the fear of death. Because what really happened in those days is like you are sent into this war where you are trained, brainwashed that emotions doesn't matter. You got to keep going. Doesn't matter if your own brother next to you or a friend that you spoke five seconds later has been dead. You just have to keep going, keep going. And this is what is the pattern that I see that they do not know how to express how they're feeling. And when it comes like, let me know how you're feeling, they're numbed. The numb, not even a drop of tear comes down. And it is very hard, even I saw in the females and males, it's very hard for them to ask for help because they mm. feel either it is like a, a pattern of feeling weak or just like, no, I can't ask for help. I just got to keep going. And this is what is normal. No, excuse me. It's not normal. You know, this has been passed down saying it's normal because they might have observed their mother or a grandparent behaving as if it's normal. And usually children pick up by observing how the elder is behaving. Mm. So typically, if, if someone came to see you with these kind of beliefs, you know, does it take a while to get it out of them? Do they... Yes, it takes a while because it's a deep programming. It is coming from generations. They don't even know that exists because, you know, the subconsciously it is controlling them. And that is the reason if you see a lot of my clients who are very young, energetic and, you know, do a lot of uh, exercise workout got stroke because the anxiety is the underlying stress. And that brings your heart into a position where they do not don't know how to function in the sleep. Mm, interesting. Most of the stuff so, happened during the night in the sleep. Really? It's, it's, it's almost quite overwhelming, really, to think that, you know, we're going about our daily life in our current life, but we're carrying with us all of this heritage that we're... <laughs> We don't know anything about. Yeah. I'm I'm fearful for my daughter now. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering what I'm passing on to her. That is the reason you need a facilitator. If you could do on your own or if you figured out anything, why would you need a tantric and a facilitator? This is the exact reason because uh, I would say a simple example. Imagine there are two world-renowned cardiologists who can do anything. But what if one becomes sick? He had only two choices. Either he cuts himself thinking, I know everything, how to do it, which would be a disaster, or ask for help so that he can take the time to really relax and heal himself so that he comes out on the other side to give the best you know, experience for others. Mm. Think for yourself. So if I was to pack her off and say, look, you know, you, you need to sort out. We need to protect Charlotte in her in her future life. Uh, if I was going to pack her off to you and say, Amber, look, you can talk talk Isla through this, whatever it is she's worried about. We, you, what typically? How long would that take? How many sessions? Or is that is it a really really long term process? Or I would say process? it's it's about let's think about now and the next step. Because already she is passing something, you know, subconsciously. So we have to stop that. It's like a first aid. 
and then slowly come on to the next step. So I would always suggest a program of seven weeks with based on the seven chakras because one single thing is deeply programmed in seven chakras and that's how we function. And that is the reason Tantra is all about alignment of chakras and the Kundalini energy. And it is about Ayla, how she's feeling about her body. Is she completely accepting her body or is she rejecting her body? You know, there are some parts that she must be loving and some parts she doesn't even want to look into it. And that is where the trauma is covered. And that's how the body really holds and the muscle holds the memory. And we say in Tantra, trauma is your drama script of life. And it is very valuable for us to look into because it's the divine blueprint of your life. Mm. Tell us about the chakras. There are basically seven main chakras, but if you go deep, there are 108 chakras, which is like an energy system or a model of your body where every chakra holds different kinds of energies. For example, the root chakra, it holds your trust issues, insecurities, and your survival issues, which are again connected to the root of the earth where your ancestors come from. So it's the energy system. That's where you feel most of it. And it is the entry point where when the divine masculine and feminine is coming together, it is the entry point of the soul to come into the world as an intruder into this womb because womb is the place where you process everything and develop everything. And when the energy around this root chakra is so dark, when someone is coming, They know they're entering into the story because they're choosing it. But Maya, illusion, when you come out of that womb, you forget everything and you behave as if you don't know what's happening. Mm. So you can sense where the energies, when you're working with someone, you can sense where the energy is unbalanced or where, you know, I'm assuming that we, we all have, a different amount of energy associated with different chakras. Yes, we do. And so you can sense the the imbalance? Yes, yes. But it is always about the free will and the free choice as you are in control of this and your soul knows every bit of this blueprint. You know everything, but all you do not do is take time to look into it because the illusion oh, you, I have to earn money. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for myself. I have to keep doing this laundry, cooking, going out, you know, party, marriage, wedding, relationship, school. You know, you, you are so in outside that you forget what's inside. And that's how the dude doesn't match. And that's how, you know, things happen. And diseases come because of the imbalances, the energy because you're not at ease. That is called dis-ease. When you're at ease and when you're really comfortable in your own self, you can really heal yourself. Oh, fascinating. fascinating. I've gone quiet because I'm just think, <laughs> thinking, um, I'm just thinking everything through. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to unpack. There is. I'm just hoping that I'm <laughs> passing on some positive stuff to my poor daughter. <laughs> Yes, definitely. See, there is not everything negative. There is positive and negative. That's how we function in the world. But it is about how much or what percentage of positive are you giving so that it balances out the negative. But mostly, it's very easy for everyone to see 
there's something going to be wrong or some disaster would happen. I can't, I can't take this. You know, just to take a next step of a decision out of the school is massive because what if, if I make a wrong decision? Yeah. Wrong choice. All my life is gone. And they can't even take the next step because there is no balance of positive and negative energies in those chakras. Yeah, Yeah, that's fascinating. So do you have um, or have you experienced that when you've gone through this process with people that you've actually, that you've seen them actually heal themselves, that they've perhaps come to you with a particular illness or they've not come to you with the illness they've come to you for other reasons for this sort of um generational trauma and as a as a side effect they've ended up healing themselves of a disease or something yes um i had a couple of people that have healed their mental trauma cancer like I have different stories but I don't want to promise anything because it's the soul's choice doing it of course yeah yeah yeah. people come to me for fun because I help them to heal trauma by having fun similar way how my dad taught me how to have fun in learning the tantric ways it's not always like you know how you have to follow the rules otherwise this will happen to you no no it's fun. The real, real is you will laugh about it because once you process and accept, ah, this is what it is. Because once you find the problem, it's easy to apply the solution. But if you have hell lot of solutions there, but you do not know what's the problem is, you keep applying, applying, and you get nothing. Mm. So once someone's been through that process, Amber, then, then they can, they're learning the teachings themselves so they could go away and just continue that on their own on their own forevermore and for the family the friends you know it it all Mm. it is all a ripple effect they will take in charge and they become themselves in such a way that they spread light and they will show light for the others as well that's what happens with all my clients once they come to me and they are most of the clients are with me for four years and they they have really empowered a lot of other people around them bought smiles on people you know there's no gloominess around Mm. them because everybody oh what's so special about you you're so radiant you're so confident where did you get this from and they start talking about tantra tantra Mm. is such a beautiful process where you get to worship your own self i know people who do not understand what but this is what is Tantra, beyond yoga, beyond the breathing exercise. You become such a powerful entity that you know what you're doing and you never regret because you won't make those choices that you would regret because you know why you're taking it. You know the why. And that's the power. Absolutely. Powerful stuff. I think I want to bring it back to sort of, you know, how we, I, I understand that we do this work on ourselves and we are our best selves and how that then radiates to those of us around us. And obviously then in a business setting, how that makes us more effective in business. And you talked about the confidence in our decisions because we know that we're making the right decisions because they're, you know, and how we can help others around us. 
I, I want to take us back to our story with the three powerful questions that your husband asked you when you wanted to set up your business. Mm-hmm. And I think if I can just remind our, our, our listeners, that if, I, if I have this correct, your husband said, who do you know? Where will you get your first client? And who will, who will recommend you? Yes. Have, have you? Has that sort of held true now that you've been in business? And you're, I mean, you're successful now. You've been on TV. You know, you, like you say, you, you, you have, you're earning way more than your initial yes. um, goal of five pounds a month. Yes. Yes. All I had is, is this beautiful belief that my inner child, you know, this is very important. This bit is very important. You need to get in touch with your inner child and put that positive vibes out there. And for me, as my husband said, I do not know anyone, not even a permanent visa. But my belief is I want to live now. It's not about what happens down the line after two years or three years. What I will do now matters. And I always rephrase like, how can I get to the next first step? I don't want to think about the 10 Mm. steps ahead, just one next step. And that is what helped me to figure out how to get into this world. And I did get my first client, which was amazing. And you know what? As he said, I do not know to speak English. I know the energy language. I asked her like how to come and how to lie on the bed in a way that I was having the sign language. And she was amazing. I think that, uh, you know, usually Isla and I have takeaways. And I think that the facts that um, your your husband asked you, they they were very sensible questions. Um, And, you know, you you can't blame him for for asking that. Mm. But I liked your, your answer really was to say, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I'm just asking you to have faith in me. Just, yes. you know, and I think that, that that's my takeaway today is that, you know, sometimes you can ask all the sensible questions you like, you know, think of everything, try and cover it all. But you just need to have a little bit of faith um, in why it, it might not even seem sensible at the time, but just have that trust um because that's what's needed sometimes isn't it yeah similarly to come to this country i had no money no qualification no support but i had that belief and faith in the invisible and that made the impossible possible otherwise for a person like me who comes from a village doesn't even know where england exists forget about thinking even to have a visa you know you pay Mm. a lot to have a visa Mm. I'm being very honest. And on top of it, with no qualifications and no support, forget it. Nobody will dare to dream and and just put that dream aside. But no, I took it in my hands and I said, I'm going to achieve it. Of course, people laughed at me when I shared. Of course, people said I'm a fool. But here I am. I'm a living example. Yeah, and I think that's my takeaway from this. Well, I have many takeaways from this conversation, but I think that's um, th- that's my biggest takeaway. You know, that the, the point that you made. You know, it doesn't matter what people say; what matters is what you believe. And and I think that that is that is a powerful message, probably for us to to end our our, our conversation on because 
that we have a we have a lot to sort of go away and mull over i think after this conversation which i think has been fabulous thank you so much amber so tell us what's happening in your business right now what are you working on I'm working with females and couples who wants to really explore their relationships without fears or doubts, whether the relationship anyway in, in any part, like whether in business or in a relationship or with the money, what is that they need to work on to receive more and feel worthy enough? Because this is the deep underlying thing. I'm not worthy enough of a good relationship. I'm not worthy enough to receive money. I'm not worthy enough to even start something good or think good about me. I am not that good girl. I need to work hard or do this to be a good girl. And basically, good boy or a good girl is to numb yourself. No, it's not. So this is where I'm helping as a program. And I'm also coming up with a seven-week group program on the chakras where they go in deep diving into the healings where this ancestral limiting beliefs will come into the surface and work through the body because body is the divine vessel that you have which is irreplaceable for this lifetime no matter whether you believe it or not you got to use your body to get where you want right now so this is what i'm offering a group program and individual program Brilliant. Okay, so uh, how can people get in, in touch with you? Are, you? are you on social media platforms? What's your website address? Uh, my website address is azagitantratemple.com. And there, if you go, you can get a free goddess guide where you can download. Why am I giving you this free goddess guide is get in touch with your inner goddess. That is, in a way, your inner child. So you know what's been happening in your life and where you will go because this inner child is the one that cannot be manipulated or conditioned. And you know this is the reason why you were a rebel or a good girl when you were a child. So I want to rekindle that power in you so you can take the decision for your own self and be, uh, be responsible for your actions because there is no blame game at the end of the day, because you are the receiver, not someone else. Okay, so just to recap that website, we will put it in the show yeah, notes, but will, yeah. anyone that's that's listening now that perhaps wants to look you up, it's, it, what was the, the website again? AzagiTantraTemple.com And how are you spelling Azagi? A-Z-H-A-G-I-T-A-N T-R-A-T-E-M-P-L-E.com. As I beautiful lady. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, sadly, I'm going to have to call time on the discussion because we've come to the end of the podcast. But huge, huge thanks to you, Amber, for sharing your story and chatting with us and, and sharing all your knowledge. Um, it's been amazing. I hope you've enjoyed talking to us. Thank you so much. I know that we've probably not gone anywhere as near deep as we should have done, but uh, we need to take this. Perhaps that's a, a discussion for another day. We need to take this uh, bit by bit, I think. Mm. So much to learn. That's an so, discussion. Thank you, Amber. Yeah, thanks say, very much. Thank you for giving me such a beautiful opportunity to share my journey. It's a blessing and an honour. No, oh, it's our pleasure, definitely. So before we finish up, I want to say thank you to our lovely friend Paul Cheese his, for all his 
you know, business diaries support. He's our super sound hero. And Isla, do we have any announcements to make? Just to uh, remind you of our fabulous backlist of episodes for you to go through. So many stories, so many different types of stories and people and experience. So do go through and have a look. Uh, And don't forget that you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and share your feedback with us. We love to know what you think of our episodes. And thank you for listening and subscribing. Yeah. So finally, thanks to you for tuning in and joining us on another story. We hope you've enjoyed it and that you'll join us for the next one. So bye for now. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed listening to this edition of The Business Diaries. We would love to hear your feedback. Please find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Biz Diaries. 